Welcome to the Dr. Berg Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Now your host, the man taking your health to a whole new level, Dr. Eric Berg. So let's talk about the 10 pre-symptoms of diabetes. All right, you could have darkened skin uh, on the folds of your body, like armpits, groin, neck. And a lot of people think that's normal, but now it's a pre-diabetic symptom. Number two, your memory is starting to become an issue. You start to look for your car. Where did I park? Where did I put my keys? That can definitely be pre-diabetes because what it does to the brain. Diabetes in general affects four main areas, brain and nervous system, which covers a lot, the heart, the arteries of the heart, the eye, and the kidney, okay? Other than that, it leaves everything else alone. All right, next one is you're tired after you eat. You need a nap after you eat. Number four, belly fat. If you look down, you can't see your feet, you have belly fat. Okay, five, you can't go a long period of time without being hungry. Two or three hours, you need a snack. And you definitely have carb cravings, okay? Number six, slow healing. Let's say you had an injury or a wound and it's taking forever to heal. Number seven, you have frequent urination at night and or you're excessively thirsty. You're always wanting to drink some fluids. All right, number eight and nine, excuse me, dry mouth and itching. And 10, blurred vision. But what's fascinating is your sugars might not be high. You can have all of these symptoms and basically have normal sugar. It might be a little high, but it's not gonna be excessively high. And that's what I wanna talk about just briefly. What happens way before you get diabetes or pre-diabetes is you start out having high insulin. And the reason for that is you're doing too many carbs and you're eating too frequently. You're having a lot of snacks, okay? So the insulin's gonna go up. And then you're gonna develop insulin resistance, okay? Because too much insulin is toxic in the body. So when you have insulin resistance, that shuts down the entry of insulin, but you're still doing the carbs. The cells are not getting the insulin, so the feedback mechanism causes the pancreas to produce more and more insulin. A person with insulin resistance has five to seven times as much insulin as a normal person. So they have a massive amount of insulin. So this is kind of a protective mechanism that's compensating from all the sugar in the diet. And that's why you don't see the high sugar in the blood initially is because the insulin is keeping it down. That's what it does. And that goes on for a period of years, right? Until the point where your pancreas is tired. It's done. It can't keep doing that work. So you then fail to compensate. You fail to block blood sugars. Now the blood sugar starts going a little higher. Okay, 100. It's supposed to be like 80. So it goes to 100, up to 125. This is prediabetes, okay? Then give it a little more time. If you don't change your carbohydrate consumption, it goes to 126 or greater, and then you become officially a diabetic. Now, this is such an easy problem to solve if you just understand that all of these really are side effects from too much insulin and too much blood sugar. And so why would anyone not want to do the obvious thing, which would be cutting down the carbohydrates in the diet? They don't do that. 
what happens is then they instead put you on a medication to manage your symptoms until you need stronger and stronger medication, and then eventually even taking insulin or other medications that raise insulin. And then they're going to tell you that the danger of that is hypoglycemia. So then you have to buy glucose tablets. So they tell you to eat more sugar because they don't want you to have low blood sugar. Well, why not just cut down on the medication?